Welcome to the Your Edge podcast. I'm Therese Van Ryn, Senior Director of External Communications at Zebra Technologies, and I'm so excited to welcome Tammy Froze back to our show. Last time I spoke with Tammy, she was spearheading global procurement for Zebra, working to diversify Zebra's supplier base, expand our sourcing pool, and implement a number of cost-saving measures. Well, she was so successful in her efforts that she has since been promoted to Chief Supply Chain Officer here at Zebra. Tammy, I have to say I was so thrilled when I heard the news, and I can't believe it's already been nine months. How have things been going so far? Yeah, thanks so much, Therese. Good to chat with you again. It has been a while. Um, you know, I, I have to say I've been just so honored to move into this role as uh, the Chief Supply Chain Officer. I am very surprised how much time has passed and how quickly it has passed. Um, but I am very proud of what we've accomplished. I know we're going to talk about some of that today. But, you know, over the last year, just the, the challenges that any supply chain professional um, faces on a day-to-day basis, but just Zebra and with my, my leadership, getting back to some of those basics and um, enabling us to get off to a really, really strong start. We, we engaged a lot of teams across the organization and put a lot of focus on uh, operational excellence to improve our business and really just has been a tremendous year. And I'm excited to see uh, where we can go next. We have a lot of great momentum. Right, right. I think that's a good move to get back to basics, right? You get that right, and then the sky's the limit. So that's phenomenal. Tammy, some people might call you brave for taking on the chief supply chain officer role at a time when supply chain performance is being so scrutinized. Were you hesitant at all to take on the responsibility, or did you embrace the opportunity? Yeah, absolutely embraced it, Therese. I probably couldn't say yes fast enough, to be honest. And I, you know, just throughout my career, I've always been very interested and passionate about supply chain. I love solving enterprise problems, bringing um, connections and people together across the organization. And I do truly view supply chain as the center of gravity in so many cases to drive orchestration across the company. And, you know, the other thing that we get the benefit of in in supply chain is you can really influence major business outcomes um, mm-hmm. for the company. So I was excited and embraced it uh, right away and was really proud to just grow my own career, but also to lead um, here at Zebra. But those challenges that you reference are definitely there. And I think it's difficult um, to remember that you got to be resilient, you got to be agile. And then as leaders, you know, how do we lean in with more courage? So I get, I get why you uh, use the word brave. Um, I think, though, again, we've been focusing on things we can control, getting back to those basics and making sure we have that more disciplined execution and collaboration. And it's really helped us. It's not easy. But again, I'm very, very proud of what the team's been doing uh, together. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Tammy, what have you learned that has surprised you the most since becoming chief supply chain officer? Mm, Yeah, what surprised me the most, probably the first thing that does come to mind is the complexity that can really exist in companies, any company, around the business models, the supply base, and how process excellence and how you orchestrate your processes become so, so important. So as I moved into this role, I realized even more with my scope how everything is connected. End-to-end supply chain um, is super important to the outcomes we're driving, and we need to enable our teams and our leaders to really think that way. And I think that's the secret to success, Therese, on you know, best-in-class supply chain. They really recognize that and they focus on that process excellence. Um, so that's top of mind. I think I realized that. And it didn't surprise me, but it's something I, I maybe underestimated how complex it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second thing I think is, you know, as I continue to now network with 
supply chain industry professionals is inclusion and diversity. You know, there's been a lot of strides in that area, but we have a long way to go still across supply chain um, industry. And I still hear stories of struggles. I still hear um, female leaders and minority groups trying to find their way through the supply chain industry career paths. And I think, you know, I'm very passionate about that. I think now that I'm in my role, Therese, I even take it more seriously about how I can influence and, and show the way that's maybe different. Um, so I look forward to continuing to progress that here at Zebra, but also hopefully making Zebra a benchmark uh, across the industry around you know that kind of talent in the organization. Mm, that'd be amazing. It seems the universal theme right now for every company and every industry is transformation. And I would imagine your days are spent assessing how we can transform operational models to improve supply chain execution, as well as meet customer demand. But do you have a single top priority right now? Yeah, transformation is top of mind. I do spend a lot of time thinking about how to bridge today to the that future state. So um, I think it's really important to think about how we evolve our maturity um, through different stages over the next few years, and especially in some critical areas that are the core of supply chain. So I'm a big fan, Therese, of the whole mindset of crawl, walk, run, mm -hmm. and how do you think about your milestones and your progress. Um, but I think a single priority for me uh, I mentioned this language earlier, but operational excellence is really mm -hmm. what I've been driving in the short term. And that's a pretty broad term, but it means focusing on critical KPIs. It means that process excellence work. So um, really, we've had a strong commitment in the last 10 months to that, that mindset. Um, and it's allowed us to build a stronger foundation really quickly, I think. Um, and it is also where I spend some time and significant amount of time, Teresa, it's just as much as about culture and then it is about execution. So having that continuous um, improvement mindset and allowing your people to think that way and empowering them, um, you really have to prioritize that as a leader. So I, I, I do spend a lot of time on that and, and driving those short-term priorities. Absolutely. I know many people want things to go back to the way they were before the pandemic, but it seems like this jolt is actually forcing some much needed change to supply chain models. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. I don't I don't believe things will go back to the pre-pandemic uh, state. I, I do think this has been a big, pretty gravitational force that as a supply chain leader, you have to embrace um, events such as the pandemic really then force you to refocus. It forces you to think about innovation and change in a different way. So I think across the industry, again, as I network with peers and what we're focusing on is there's a lot of advancement rapidly now in expanding the concepts of supply chain control towers, how do we get better visibility, leveraging digital twin technologies, and then automation, a lot of automation that we can put into our business. Um, also thinking now about, you know, what does resiliency mean and all the variations of strategies that you need to have better resiliency in your supply chain. So all of those trends, I think I see them as opportunities now, right? To, to drive a lot more change um, and we've got to constantly be looking for ways to do that. Um, I think that just connects back to what I said earlier on the continuous improvement and growth mindset, which companies now realize how important that is, how important it is to talk about supply chain, um, but also it's the new normal. So we've got to figure out what to be ready for and, and how to create that strong foundation uh, to be more agile. Sure. Tammy, this is a good point. I'd love to talk about some of the challenges that still prevail in global supply chains in general and why they've yet to be addressed. 
what do you feel is the greatest risk to supply chain recovery or stability today, not just at Zebra, but overall? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's ever, as we just discussed, become more um, important to connect and digitize the supply chain and automate. So as I think about how complex it can be all the way down into a raw material, potentially, um, of a product, there is a lot of extra diligence we have to put in place to make sure that execution is going well, to make sure that we have a, a way to monitor that. And I don't think um, a lot of us in this profession thought we needed to do that as robustly as we now need to. So I think the investments that are needed to do that are tough because there's a lot of dollars from an IT investment and in systems that you need to do. Um, but that's where I think as a leader in supply chain, you have to think about what you can do with what you have, use data as power, and then make sure you build the skills in your organization to be more um, risk centric and be able to en enable the availability to think through some of those problems. And so the skills in supply chain have also changed, Therese, which is really interesting to see how rapidly that's evolved over the last 25 years. So. I do think it's a big risk if you don't take that seriously, if you don't think about the skills you need, um, some of those larger scale investments. And then if you don't think of that crawl, walk, run in the methodical process you want to make, you can get lost in the day to day. Mm -hmm. And that's where the risks are that this will repeat again and you're not going to be ready. Sure. Tammy, you talked earlier about connecting with other leaders in the supply chain industry. When you speak with them, are you hearing about new dynamics that are making it difficult to get to what I'll call pre-pandemic performance levels? Or did the pandemic reveal deep-rooted and far-reaching issues that have always existed in supply chain that perhaps weren't as disruptive when supply and demand were more stable? Yeah. Yeah, I think the latter of what you said is very true. There were, you know, there's a lot of foundational, deep-rooted things that we now are pivoting to focus on and how do you unravel that and really think again about um, the digitization of how you can do that at scale because you can't have enough people to manage all of that on a day-to-day -day basis. So there's a lot of transformation there. But I think the good news, though, first, um, Therese, is we've just seen such a significant improvement since uh, pandemic on some major areas about manufacturing interruptions, any of that component supply availability issues we were having, transportation. So that whole fundamentals of supply and demand still exists. That, that's, that's the fundamentals of supply chain. But it's how you strategize to leverage those and create optionality that I think is going to help us get back to pre-pandemic performance. That's where you got to be able to drive that backward. Um, but yeah, I think issues were isolated in the past, events were isolated in the past. Now it's a pretty normal state that you've got to, again, be ready um, to sense those and be able to react um, to them. So that whole concept of business continuity and resiliency used to just be talked about. Now it has to be put into practice and it's a discipline. It's a discipline that the function needs, the supply base needs, and that really applies to any industry that's out there. Yeah. Those are no longer nice-to-haves, right? They're right. must-haves. Right. <laughs> right. We know trust, security, and privacy are very important to today's supply chains. What measures do you believe must be taken today to maintain supply chain integrity from these perspectives from a high level? Yeah, I think at a high level, this is an area that has just also evolved fairly rapidly. So the diligence now that's required to 
be aware of the risks, secure data and sensitive information, and then perform at those very high ethical standards is at an all-time high in my career. So this is the new, again, the new norm. Um, but I think that um, trust starts with transparency throughout the entire supply chain ecosystem. Mm -hmm. So really what I think best practices can be and what we're trying to do is set those expectations all the way through your supply chain, measure and monitor. So you need digital ways to do that and then ultimately hold each other accountable. There has to be a, a two-way uh, accountability. So to do that, I think the whole supplier relationship management and frameworks become more important than they ever have been. Um, they're really critical to how you can execute that. And there's a playbook of best practices that I think all of us as leaders are trying to assess, but the best examples out there of best-in-class companies use those strong expectations, those scorecards, the monitoring through transparency of communication, risk assessments. Um, so again, it, it really starts with the understanding and awareness of these issues. It's a big education. Mm -hmm. um, and we're focused on this at Zebra. It's, it's one of our top priorities and many of my peers across the industry are navigating their way and leading the change. So there's a, a lot to do in this space, but it's, it's probably one of the most important pillars of supply chain going forward. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Tammy, what do you feel is the most impactful change we've made to our supply chain operations in the last year or two? Yeah, as I think about impactful change, I kind of I go towards the um, how hard we've worked as a, as a team to empower our entire organization to execute our strategy and focus back on those basics and those critical KPIs. Um, we have such a passionate organization and a passionate team, but now how we leverage that across supply chain and connect the dots is very different than a year ago. In my mind, we were much more siloed in terms of how we were executing work. Um, so our leadership team, I think, take this, took this very seriously um, with myself to develop that strategy, forcing ourselves to prioritize and get back to, again, some of those basics in the last 10 months, doubling down on operational excellence, tackling processes that have been in place for a very long time. And this is not just for Zebra. I think many companies are doing that, progressing their digital work, resurfacing issues that maybe um, we've let sit and, and haven't resolved. So really leveraging that small team, that, that strong team a different way and driving more accountability. I think it's really, Therese, the combination of those things mm -hmm. that led to the most impactful change. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm, again, really excited to see the progress. I love that term operational excellence because that's really what we strive to help our customers Absolutely. achieve, right? So you're helping us achieve it within Zebra and then we go on to help our, our customers achieve it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's one of the things, honestly, that I um, am so proud of. And as I network again outside of Zebra is what we are doing internally is what our customers need from, from Zebra. And it's that connectivity and that digitization and operational excellence throughout that supply chain. And it's the core of what we do. So it's super exciting. Mm -hmm. Tammy, I'd love to know if you could give one piece of advice to your peers, what would that be? Is there something they can do or need to do to help relieve the pain everyone is feeling? Mm. Yeah, so I think my advice is um, to make sure, and I've touched about this a few times now, on placing that strong focus on building your relationships internally and externally. If I take a, a look back in the last two years, um, I've realized how important those relationships were for Zebra to weather some of the storm and the issues that we had. Um, really, it was an incredible asset for us to have. We had trusted partners internally that we could collaborate with and resolve challenges together. 
you know, the, the secret then is how fast you can do that. And you have to have the relationships to be able to do that. Um, and in the supply base, you know, the supply chain is just an extremely complex network. So we're only as strong as our weakest link, um, which means you have to have that relationship, you know, throughout. Um, so focusing on relationships is important. And then maybe another tidbit I would add that I mentioned is for me, centering myself on these milestones of maturity and continuing to talk about it, celebrate progress, stay consistent with your approach. I've seen, you know, great, great transformations happen in my career based off leadership and people that are motivated by that and really understand the purpose of what they're doing. So mile, milestone based maturity is, is important and celebrating the small milestones that you get. Mm, I love that. That can apply to any role, right? Any leadership yeah. role. Good advice. Tammy, I must say, I don't envy you right now. You probably have one of the toughest jobs on the planet, but you're doing such a fantastic job. And I'm so excited to see the changes you're enacting start to have a positive ripple effect upstream, downstream, and even across other supply chains. I'd love to check back in with you a little later this year to hear about what transpires what you're continuing to learn and what you may decide to change even more as you start to measure impact of these new, new practices, tools, and partnerships. But before I let you go, we have to go behind the stripes a bit more and uh, ask you what helps you maintain balance and keep you grounded as your responsibilities grow? Yeah, thanks, Teresa. And it's been a great opportunity to connect. I love talking to you, but also about Zebra and, and also about our supply chain. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, I think what helps me maintain balance is, um, and staying grounded is I am not alone in this journey. I've mentioned my team and Zebra and the, the herd here many, many times, but um, we have a spectacular team around the globe, very dedicated, very passionate. Um, I get energy from their ideas and also seeing success. And I still learn something every day, Therese, which keeps me motivated. And you know, I think if you're motivated and you have that energy, you feel grounded, you feel excited about what you're doing. Um, and I also have had, you know, in the first nine months here, a great amount of support from the Zebra executive leadership team um, as I go into this new role. And it just makes a tremendous difference um, for me personally. Um, and then on the, the personal front a little bit further, I do um, focus on things I love to do. Again, I get energy from certain things. So I love to travel. You know, I'm a bit of a foodie. So I, I like uh, to experiment and spending time with family and friends. You know, I really make time for that. I try to lead by example as a leader. Um, and I definitely wouldn't be here today without my support system. So I do my best to, to leverage that and spend the time on that. Incredible. You mentioned the importance of people. I want to give a special shout out to the women behind the scenes that make this podcast possible. Melinda Woods and Sarah Zavala, they're so important to us here at Zebra and making this podcast and blog possible. So you uh, prompted me to give a special shout out to them because I truly appreciate people too. They truly do energize us. We appreciate all their hard work. So thank you again, Tammy. It's so great catching up with you and we look forward to talking again soon. And we thank our listeners for tuning in today. If you'd like to learn more about what Tammy and her team are doing to transform Zebra's supply chain and help you stabilize and scale yours, visit the Your Edge blog and check out the Zebra Nation and Manufacturing, Warehousing, and Transportation and Logistics categories. I'm Therese Van Ryn. Until next time.